Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. Thanks to everybody who tweets me and leaves comments on the Facebook page and, and showing the love, proving that you listen. It means everything. And you know what else means everything? Music. And especially great music. You're going to get a lot of great music on this show. It's the star of the show. Truly it is. And once again, time for new music of 2015. Uh, we took two weeks off from new music because had to do a Fallen episode and do a Halloween annual spectacular. Nothing wrong with that. But let's get back to the new music. Man, and I got really behind this year, like I said on that previous episode. But I've been buying records... I am supporting it with my own money, my, my hard-earned dollar, and I believe you should as well. Go support the artist, buy the records, go to the shows, buy the shirt, buy the CD on the table, buy everything you can on the table, uh, which is pretty much what I did when uh, myself and my lovely wife, Nola, we took a trip out to Houston to see this band. This band right here, and this, this could be basically a year-end spoiler for Rock Strikes 10, but... This band has put out a perfect album for this year. 10 out of 10 points. 100. A perfect score. Went out to see this band in Houston with NOLA. And we actually, they, they had played our neck of the woods. But we took the trip out to Houston because it was an amazing bill. We didn't get the same bill over here in Dallas. And we had to go see them play with the Cry opening. Which is a, a band you should check out. Uh, but we went and saw the Cry and the Biters over in Houston. And man, what a phenomenal rock and roll show. That's one of the best rock and roll shows I've ever been to. And it definitely will be a measuring stick for all future shows. Like I said, going to support the table, bought the shirt, bought the CD, happy to do it. I waited a few weeks after its release for the show. I was like, I know they're going to make more money when you buy it at the table. So buy it at the table if you can. If they're coming to your town and the album is just coming out or, or has been out for a few weeks, wait for it. I know they'll definitely appreciate it for sure. So, okay. All preaching aside, this show was amazing. This album is amazing. Like I said, perfect score. So I'm just going to go ahead and play the song that is, uh, for all intents and purposes, the single on the album. This album here, Electric Blood, on Earache Records. Yes, Earache, the thrash death metal label from the 90s. Uh, out of nowhere for me, signs of biters and 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 good for them. Thanks, guys. Uh, th they deserve a label that will appreciate them, and hopefully, you know what you have. So, like I said, this single here, I've been hearing it. Uh, you know, Classic Rock Magazine's been uh, talking about them. I know they've been a fan for a while. I first heard about the biters on the Rock and Roll Geek Show. Thanks, Michael. And now I just anything I can do for this band because it's worth it. Go see them if they come to your town, all that good stuff. And I even have been hearing this song I'm about to play here uh, quite consistently on Underground Garage on Sirius, which is the greatest rock and roll music channel of all time. There's no debate about that. Uh, but yeah, 
if you haven't heard this song, if this doesn't convince you to buy the album, then you're on the wrong show, my friend. So here you go, kicking off the show here tonight in perfect fashion, perfect rock and roll fashion. This is The Biters with Restless Hearts. Let's turn this one up, shall we? I'm headed out the door, I told you, liquor store I got no money in my pocket, but I want more The tears well through bloodshot eyes I wanna live it up while I chase this high When I hit the streets, it's gonna be out of sight My restless heart won't Restless Hearts off of their perfect, phenomenal rock and roll album there, Electric Blood. Like I said, 100 out of 100 points here on Rock Strikes 10 on the scientific scoring system that I stole from Michael Butler and the great rock and roll geek show. At least I got his approval to do it on air. And yes, yeah, by the way, I was on the rock and roll geek show last week talking about the Alice Cooper reunion 
with the original Alice Cooper group. So he gave me 45 minutes on his show, and I definitely appreciate it. I know I said that on the Halloween episode, but I'm going to say it again because I'm damn proud of it. I've now been on my three biggest podcast influences, and uh, yeah, the trifecta is complete. So, yes. And once again, congratulations to the Biters uh, for... You know, like I said, in advance, topping the top albums of the year list here on Rock Strikes 10. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you a little tease for the end of the show, tying for best album of the year. But congratulations to Tuck, Matt, Phil, and Joey. You guys are one of the best bands going right now, so pat yourself on the back. All right. Keeping in a similar rock and roll fashion here some pure rock and roll here always you can always expect pure rock and roll and fun from the great michael monroe of course formerly of hanoi rocks one of the best rock and roll bands of all time michael still consistently putting out solo album after solo album he's got a great band and and as far as i could tell pretty much the same band from the last album love that last album halos and horns that was a top album of the year a couple of years ago when it came out and this new one, Blackout States, really, really good as well. I haven't been able to sit with it for as long as Halo and Horns, obviously. And as of right now, I still like Halos and Horns just a bit better. But this new album is no slouch, not even in the least. Scoring very well here on Rock Strikes 10 with a 92 out of 100. High enough, of course, to be heavily recommended here by myself, Joey, here at Rock Strikes 10. Uh, so, Strong Album, it was hard to pick a song to place. So let's go ahead with the title track here. So, for Michael Monroe and his brand new album, Blackout States, this is Blackout States.
right, there you have it. Some new Michael Monroe there with Blackout States from the album of the same name. Go pick that up. Go check it out. It's released domestically here in the States as well. Yeah, I don't know who's uh, the distributor for the Spine Farm Records label, but I'm really happy that they have United States distribution. Makes it easier to get my Michael Monroe records as I have the last few releases uh, because of that. So thank you guys. It's it's always nice that there's some labels out there that actually give a shit. Like I said, uh, Michael, he's uh, kind of have a little bit of a revolving door, but uh, the core of the band is definitely intact here. And, you know, like the album before Halos and Horns there, Sensory Overdrive, you had Ginger in there, of course, the great Ginger Wildheart. So he leaves the band, and then Dragon from the Backyard Babies comes in, does Halo and Horns, and now Dragon left, of course, to do some solo stuff, and he did that Backyard Babies reunion this year. So now they got Rich Jones in there, who played with Ginger before, also played in Amen, a band I love. So great pedigree there. Always has the best guys for the job. And of course, the great Steve Conti on guitar, who makes big-time contributions to the band, and you can definitely hear his influence on these records, but also tastefully keeping to that Michael Monroe style, helping out, of course, the great Sammy Yaffa on bass, who was in Hanoi Rocks with Michael, so that totally makes sense. And then round out the band with Carl Rockfist there on the drums. Great combination, good solid lineup, and they turned out a good one here for sure. So like I said, I recommend going to pick it up there. 92 out of 100 points. High recommendation there for Michael Monroe's Blackout States. Moving on here, actually a band that Michael has been on stage with before. I've seen the footage. I've got the live album to prove it. Of course, Motorhead. Yes. And, uh, you know, with all the, the things that have been going on with Lemmy this year, the, the health hazards that he's had, uh, it's a shame that it's really outshadowed the fact that they have a new record out, and it's damn good. I mean, yeah, of course you can make the argument, you know, Motorhead, they put out the same record all the time, just like ACDC. Uh, but I, I think I'm enough of a fan to where I know what's a real good quality Motorhead album and what's just like an okay one and what's a great one. Because I could tell you, I've got my opinions for sure. This new one here, Bad Magic, I definitely put closer to really good to great as far as Motorhead releases. You know, the modern Motorhead era, I guess if you want to call it the last 15 or 16 years, the great albums, in my opinion, have definitely been We Are Motorhead and Inferno. Inferno is an album that you probably don't have that you should definitely get. And I think I might put Bad Magic just slightly under that. It's it's real quality. I've been listening to it a lot. Uh, not a whole lot of clunkers on there. And I guess with a band like this, I get a little nitpicky. You know, I, I want to hear at least uh, something musically that's not too derivative of themselves. And you can find that. And I know that sounds crazy, but that is the case. But I guess because of that, I might be a little more nitpicky about like a Motorhead album than I would be about some other band. Uh, but definitely good enough for 88 out of 100. And like I said, anything like 85 and up is a high recommendation for me here, Joey here on Rock Strikes 10. So a lot of great tracks on Motorhead's Bad Magic. I'm going to go with this one. Why? Because it's one of the better tracks, plus the best song title on the album. So here you go. Here's Motorhead with Tell Me Who to Kill. Yeah. 
Knight, there you go, Lemmy, and of course, Phil Campbell and Mickey D, uh, guys that don't get mentioned enough in the overall picture and story of Motorhead. Yeah, like this lineup, this Phil and, and Mickey have been in this band since March or Die. So that's like 91, 92. So that's over 20 years, closer to 25. So yeah, like 23 years of service, and uh, you're not going to find a more powerful power trio on the planet than those guys. So uh, they deserve more credit than they ever get. Of course, you know, I mean, of course, Lemmy's an icon. I get it, but give it up for Phil and Mickey for sure. They're They're just solid and consistent enough to where they just don't get noticed a lot for that reason. You kind of, they get kind of taken for granted, but yeah, there you go. Uh, another band, much like Motorhead, that you, you kind of know what you're going to get, but I can hear those little things in the albums. What makes a great album by a band that you expect a certain thing from them? And uh, hey, man, Slayer, come on. But I got to say, this album is up there. It is up there with the top Slayer albums. Top three, possibly, maybe just slightly below the top three. Uh, this is a this is a motherfucker. This album. I mean, what can you say? Great intro that leads in to the title track, and I'm playing that right here. So, uh, as the great Randy Brown of the Synaptic would say, I asked God to give me an en- enemy, and He gave me Slayer. Here you go. This is Repentless. <laughs>
title track there from their latest offering. That was the great Slayer and Repentless. Go pick up that record. Uh, definitely worth it to pick up a physical. You're going to get a nice little bonus there with it. Uh, I got mine at the Best Buy on day one, which, wow, they still actually carry a couple of CDs here and there. But, you know, you can't beat that first week sale sometimes, especially if you're a physical buyer like like I am, and as you should be. But got the new Slayer album in a nice little digipack here, packed in with a Blu-ray feature of their set from Vakken last year. How cool is that? You get to see the, the, the current lineup of Slayer, which has definitely changed 50% since the last Slayer album, of course, because of uh, one thing being the tragic, untimely death of Jeff Hanneman and the departure of Dave Lombardo. But... I know hardcore Slayer MFers, let me tell you, and they are fine with this lineup. And they were like, yeah, we'll see. They went and saw him. They saw Paul Bostoff and Gary Holt hauling it. And that's what you're going to get. They are perfect for this band. And I don't hear anybody complaining anymore now that they've been around the block for a minute. Uh, just as you would expect business as usual and there you go can't go wrong with slayer so go check it out repentless go check out the video for that song on youtube that's a hard r if i've ever seen a music video be a hard r just great not for the squeamish uh great cameos just go look it up go type up slayer repentless and turn your uh adult control on there if you have it on your youtube all right now i've hit you over the head with quite a few of these bad boys let's uh let's go in that direction i like to go to a lot especially in the middle of the show and do something completely different band that i'm a big fan of here i don't play them nearly as much on rock strikes 10 as i should that's uh sometimes i just don't make lists you know i do a lot of those theme lists and they just don't make it on there for some reason but not because i'm any less of a fan big fan seen them quite a few times live and i recommend seeing these guys live much like all the other bands you've heard tonight but the eagles of death metal have a new record out called zipper down zipper down contending with album cover of the year as well i may add because i'm that kind of guy if you uh, if you have heard their records before, if you've purchased their records before and you like those records, then you're going to be totally fine with this album. So go pick it up. Oh yeah, and before I forget, pause the tape there on the Eagles of Death Metal. Going back, just like Motorhead, Slayer scored an 88 out of 100. Eagles of Death Metal actually, over here, scoring a 91 out of 100. So it's a very solid album, over the 90 point hump there. So a heavy recommendation for Eagles of Death Metal, Zipper Down. Hard to pick the track to play on here, so I'm going to go in this direction. Uh, they haven't done a cover song since the first album, where they did a cover of Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel. And they have a cover on this album, and I'd like to play it for you here. It's a, it's a little different than what you can expect on the album overall, but I love the vibe on this version, and it's a song I like a lot anyway. Uh, let, this kind of ties in with, uh, you know, if I get an odds and ends show together sometimes, you know, we'll be playing something off of this album. There was an anniversary of Duran Duran's Rio album. And yes, the Eagles of Death Metal have covered Duran Duran on this brand new album. So here you go. Save a prayer. <laughs> 
the Eagles of Death Metal's take on Duran Duran's Save a Prayer off of their brand new album, Zipper Down. Go check that one out. A lot of fun stuff on that record. Back to basics, too, for the Eagles of Death Metal as it's just the core of the band. Jesse Hughes there on vocals and guitar. And Josh Hame, of course, you know from Queens of the Stone Age and other things, on the drums and backup vocals, of course. But it's just basically them two just doing it together like they used to, just like the first album. So that also makes it special for me. So go pick it up once again. Greatness. All right. Uh, Talking about shows I've been to this year, talked about that Biter show earlier. Uh, We got to go see this guy, myself and Nola, and it was a phenomenal show. Joe Jackson is on tour, and if he comes to your town, I highly recommend you go see him. Even if you only know like a handful of songs by him, he's just a talent, and he's going to play stuff from his entire career. And great band, as as, as only he would want. I mean, this guy is definitely a true artist. And picking up his record here, it's called Fast Forward, and he talked about it a lot during the show. He does play, you know, a nice handful, probably about a half dozen new songs on this tour. Like I said, it's a nice long show. He even acts as an opening act for the band. He comes out and does some solo piano stuff of, Songs you'll recognize, a couple of covers. Uh, it's just a cool show. So uh, c- hopefully coming to a theater near you. And it's a theater tour. Perfect setting to go see some Joe Jackson. And he talked about recording this album. He was going to put out four different EPs. Because he did four different sessions in four different major cities. And it's all... Uh, he just finally said, oh, I'll just make it a whole album. So... They even say on the back album the songs are credited to the different cities. So part one, New York, part two, Amsterdam, part two, Berlin, and part four, New Orleans. And I got to say, uh, you know, I'm a longtime Joe Jackson fan. I've got pretty much all of his albums. And uh, so, yeah, established fan. I got to say, uh, it's it's a good album, but, I, you know, <laughs> I almost kind of maybe would have preferred the EPs. Uh, I hate to say that, but... I gotta say the the first one and the fourth one are the best things on here. So New York and New Orleans gets the bid for me. It's not just because I'm a xenophobe or anything, because I'm not, but that's just how it felt. Whatever vibe he was feeling, and whatever he was doing in those cities that inspired those songs, I think New York and New Orleans are where he should be making music, especially for those next records. So it's gonna sound bad on paper. But I scored it at 66 out of 100. Painful for me to do that. So I can't heavily recommend the album. But I can heavily recommend that you go pick up the first four songs and the last four songs on the album. That's my recommendation. So uh, feel free to hit me up online. We'll talk about it. I'll go into more detail there. So let's just get to the music here. So from Joe's brand new album called Fast Forward. Here's a cut from the New Orleans session. This one's called Neon Rain.
Joe Jackson there with Neon Rain off of his brand new record called Fast Forward. Go check out the New York and New Orleans part of that album. I think you're going to be happy with those for sure. Different musicians, different vibes on each of those cities. And the great Graham Maybe from his original band was actually there that night. He's on the tour and just great to see him play. Like I said, I'm raving about the show. It's definitely worth it. He did three cover songs that night, which I was actually surprised that he did because he always strikes me. I know he's done covers in the past, but that was just interesting that he did a whole career retrospective. And he says they're doing different songs on different shows. So at our show here in Dallas, we got him doing uh, Girl by the Beatles and then also uh, did a version of Scary Monsters by David Bowie. was not expecting that at all. And it's a it was a great version. And then actually a song that is on the New York session here for Fast Forward, a cover of television, See No Evil, which, man, what a great version. That really woke that song up for me. Uh, you know, I, I like television, all right. Uh, but this the, the cover he does of See No Evil is great. So once again, another reason to check out some of the stuff on Fast Forward. Uh, moving on here, another guy I have massive respect for as an artist. You've heard me talk about him on the show to no end if you're a friend of the show at all you know that i'm a huge prince fan and sometimes it can be frustrating to be a prince fan you know just just by some of his actions and and things he says but he is he is a musical genius there i don't think there's any doubt about that you know i don't know if he's underrated as a guitar player now i think a lot of people realize how great of a guitar player he is uh, but it should always be said great guitar player uh, he's got a new album out called Hit and Run Phase 1, and he put out two albums, two full-length albums last year, and he's got another one out here this year. And, you know, if I'm going to recommend any one of those three albums, it has to be one of the ones from last year, Plectrum Electrum, I believe is the name of that. It's a really weird name, but I'm almost positive that's it. Basically, his rock album, he hasn't done a rock album in a long time. That's a really cool record to go check out. This song I'm going to play for you here off of Hit and Run Phase 1 could have been on that album. So I like the vibe of it. So I'm going to play you this one here. and I'll talk a little bit more about the album when we get back. And uh, so here you go. This is Prince with Hard Rock Lover. Nothing for the record And nothing to condemn I was in between this waking life And R.E.M. When she walked into the party And dared me to live up to her dreams We about to get it started Turn my guitar up So I can make this woman scream This woman It's time to check your cell phone Red Bull and Patron Ain't no rapper trying to be a singer I'm gonna make a moan Shot day and baby face R&B ain't got no place Put some hard rock on You better cover your ears Cause you're about to hear a woman just scream 
to kiss you I'm really gonna make a scene I said ew, you so want me to be another Ripping your jeans That's when she ordered Strawberries, chocolate and whipped cream My guitar turned up And this woman screamed with Hard Rock Lover from his new record, Hit and Run, Phase One. I was surprised to even see a physical of that surfaced, honestly, because I had bitched and complained on my show about him. You, you heard it. If you heard the 80 from 80, I went on a total rant about him just putting this album on title and not putting out a physical. But, uh, you know, as soon as, uh, as soon as that show came out, all of a sudden a physical copy was announced just out of the blue. So, you know what? I'm going to take credit for that one. <laughs> so yeah, I I made this happen. So I went ahead and bought it. I supported it. I got to say I mean I like the record all right, but I'll just put the asterisk in front of it. I am a Prince fan. If you are a so-so fan or you know, like you're a hits guy with them, I I get it. Uh but if you're a fan, this is a pretty good one. I I scored it at 81 out of 100. I feel like I was being critical, but maybe I wasn't being so critical. But I think 81 out of 100 is pretty fair for this record. Maybe even overtly fair. I, I may have some blind fanboy goggles on for this, but let's just put it this way. That was my favorite song on the album, and if you just sort of like that song, then this record is not for you. I'll just be honest. But like I said, I'm a fan, so if you are a fan, then this is not in his bottom three, not in his top three, not in his bottom three is the cliche I always use, but when it's true, it's true. All right, moving on here. Speaking of rabid fans, I know a few rabid fans of this band and I'm, I'm a pretty decent fan. I've got most of the records. I, I usually always give them a shot. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta say they had pretty much lost me before their previous album, and for good reason. So I'm going to play something here by Queensryche. Of course, if you've been following hard rock and metal news over the last few years, the massive Queensryche soap opera that entailed, it's a pretty good read if you don't know about it. But in short, Queensryche have a new singer that they've had since the previous album. They put out a self-titled album a few years ago, just called Queensryche, of course. 
And they got Todd Latore from Crimson Glory to be their new vocalist. And I got to say, man, you know, of course, the obvious ones aside, Brian Johnson, Ronnie James Dio, Sammy Hagar, if you will. Can you think of a better replacement singer that any band's ever had? Especially like, let's, you know, I, I said those those other guys, but, you know, and of course, bands like Rainbow and stuff like that. Can you think of any band in the last 25 years that have had a better replacement singer than this freaking guy? I mean, you know, some people might accuse them of, of being so obvious by getting this guy, but I, I, I don't, I think this was a home run. I, I, I know people that had given up on them as well. They were hardcore fans. I'll reference a guy I know named Andy. And he was like, he was so, he's so angry at Jeff Tate. He's like, Jeff Tate took my favorite band of all time and turned him into a band I didn't care about anymore. Now, I know he's got to be back on board with this, and I think he's told me just as much. Uh, but, yeah, like, if you are a hardcore Queen, Queensryche fan and they had lost you, you got to know by now that they're back. Fans have got to be rabid right here. I mean, Todd has uh, – it, <laughs> it sounds cliche, but it's like they uh, – it's like they picked up, you know, right around the Empire Promised Land era – and are just putting out records as usual. And it sounds like Jeff's in the band still, in his prime. I mean, it's crazy, but, I mean, it's absolutely true. So, I, I do have to recommend this album. It's Queen's Rack's new album called Condition Human. And uh, it's hard to pick a song. I was like, well, what's going to get people to buy it if they hear it on my show? If you're a, if you're a decent listener and fan of Queen's Rack, you should already have this. I don't know what else to tell you, so... I'll just play you one of my favorites on the album. So from Condition Human, this is Arrow of Time.
tried some Queensryche there, some new Queensryche, if you can believe it. That sure doesn't sound like new Queensryche. It sounds like old Queensryche, right? But that was Arrow of Time off of Condition Human. Not a lot of stinkers on this album. Like I said, uh, you know, just a handful of thumbs in the middles, uh, but mostly a bunch of thumbs up. So I've got this at 87 out of 100. So that's that's a that's a decent recommendation, I gotta say. So especially if you're a fan, you're gonna love it. This could be your album of the year if you're a huge Queensrÿch fan. So go check it out. And uh, these next two albums are no exception to the highly recommend level, scoring 91 out of 100 points. And I might have been very picky when it when it comes to how I scored that, but I, I feel like I had to be because I'm a big fan of Iron Maiden. Uh, but hey, man, 91 out of 100 over the 90 hump is is going to get you in the top 10, I'm sure, for albums of the year. This new album, Book of Souls, I didn't even know what to expect. I I knew to expect long songs, but it's always that, am I going to like them? Am I going to be bored? You know, and it, it's been so interesting since Bruce has been back in the band. I know a lot of people have said this, but since he's been back in the band since 1999 and they've been putting new records out, it's... It's not like a whole other band, but they definitely, I don't know if it's because they've influenced so many prog metal bands and and power metal bands, but they just took the reins of that and just kind of added it into the band. I mean, you know, they've always been noty, but like, it's almost like they're on full prog metal now. It's, I, I dig it. Don't get me wrong, you know, and they still throw down, you know, the, the short songs but with this album, Book of Souls, man, they've got like 20-minute songs, 11-minute songs. It's it's crazy. But, hey, man, I dig it. It's a great listening experience. This album's like 90 minutes long. It's on two CDs, I think three slabs of vinyl, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, i got to be honest here. It's the only CD or vinyl or what have you that, that has come out that I'm playing here on the show that I actually don't own a physical copy still. And that's not because I didn't try. I really did try. When it first came out, I was, you know, all ready to pick up the deluxe book version and everything on either Amazon or go to Best Buy. Sold out across the board. Like, I had my heart set on the book. I know this is real geeky shit, but had my heart set on the book, and the book sold out, like, in a day. Nobody had it. Nobody, you know, like, I even had the Best Buy guy scour the area for copies, and nobody had them. They just ran out. So I was like, okay, I'll go on. And he's like, hey, I can just order it for you on the website and we'll ship it out, which is a nice convenience in this day and age. So the guy went on, he was all like, eh, and then all of a sudden his face just changed. Like, it's it's not on the website anymore. And I was like, great, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I'm not mad at the guy. I just, you know, it's like, I can't believe it. It's like, you, you always, you know, I, I bought tons of records over the years and it always says limited edition or, you know, deluxe limited and they're always around. You see them in stores to this day. But this book for Book of Souls was truly limited. <laughs> Who knew? I sure didn't, or else I'd have pre-ordered the fucking thing. So, yeah, heartbroken. Got it from the library. My tax dollars at work, which is great. Brought it home, ripped it onto the iTunes library. Sorry, guys. I will own this CD at some point because I truly feel that it's worth it, but I had my heart broken over scouring the area and the internet for it for, for you know, two weeks or whatever and not getting to hear it. So I just gave in and got it from the library. You know, it is what it is. 
Oh, the trials and tribulations of not stealing music. Let me say. Let me tell you guys. I gotta tell you, boy. But enough of my yak, and at least it won't be as long as the song. And uh, yeah, going back to what I think of the album, I've listened to it quite a bit. Uh, for longtime Maiden fans, and whether you like the old stuff or the new stuff, honestly, this is going to sound cliche, but there's elements of different eras in here. I hear stuff that could have easily gone on Power Slave, and then stuff that could have gone on Brave New World. It's it's a nice marriage of both eras, and I I truly feel that that's the case here. So if you're a longtime fan, you haven't bought one in a while, this is a good one. And, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of bad albums anyway. And this one's up there. So go get Book of Souls by Iron Maiden. I'll be buying it soon, too. Until then, man, what to play. <laughs> I think I'm going to save one of the long ones for the year-end show. Because uh, this one isn't even my favorite song on the album, but it's damn good. And uh, I think this has a little bit more Power Slave meets Brave New World. So here it is. Let's go with The Great Unknown. <laughs> Softly falling to the ground Calmly waiting Don't you hear a sound When the world has fallen To the depths below Where the future's open And the fear has grown And the path to follow the great unknown where the dark has fallen and the seed is sown The nightmares 
When the world has fallen and we stand alone. All right, the great unknown there from Iron Maiden off their brand new double album or triple vinyl, Book of Souls. Good stuff. Go check it out. All right. Now, as a guy who does a rock and roll podcast, I love to listen to other podcasts when I can. And I still love to listen to radio, and by radio I mean serious. And I've been on a massive, massive serious kick this year, uh, catching up on Howard Stern, of course, and listening to Little Steven's Underground Garage and all those kind of things. And there's just always there's a lot of fun party channels on there. So I, you know, sometimes I want people to pick the records for me. I know that sounds odd, but I actually still like that sometimes. And when I wasn't as on it as I was for the last few years. I listened to a lot more podcasts. And of course, I listened to that to find new bands and then listen to my friend shows and a couple of entertainment shows here and there. But one of the more consistent shows that I love is uh, the Danko Jones podcast. And of course, Danko Jones from the band, of course, and he's got this great podcast. He could have people on there. That, he always interviews somebody on there. It's never just him talking. He does a little intro at the top of the show and it gets you set up for what's happening on the current episode. Now, I didn't really have much to expect when he... This is all the way back, because the point I'm getting at is by kind of getting behind on some of the podcasts. I've been marathoning and binge-listening to his shows over this year, because I've been so behind with his show especially, and other shows. I've only been like weekly consistent with a handful of shows, but that's just... That's just how it is, you know. I'm just trying to play catch up. I want to listen to everything. I never have time to listen to everything. Okay. Excuses aside. So I didn't know what to expect. He had on a guy named Bjorn Stritt, which uh, he is the singer of a band called Soilwork. And I'll be honest, not a fan. Not even close. You know, it, it falls into that, you know, the music's cool, but the vocals kind of put me out. And you hear these bands and you think, well, maybe they're not that good a singer. But Bjorn is an exception. He's a he's an interesting guy, and I gotta say his his time with Danko on on his show really made me a fan of the guy. Like he's a big fan of classic rock to the point where he started a different band to get his kicks, you know, by not implementing as much stuff into soil work. Uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit of push and and resistance from the other side. I'm just speculating here. But uh, he started this new band that he was talking about, specifically on that episode. And as they kept talking about the band, uh, such a great buildup. I couldn't wait to hear what they sounded like. And then finally, at the end of the show, he plays a sample of it. And I was just like, this is something else. I got to get this record. So I went home immediately, ordered it, got it in the mail, and it's love at first listen. It's... This band came out of nowhere. This album's been out since like March or something. And the fact that, you know, I had to hear about this on Danko's show from last February, and I haven't heard one damn show play it. I'm not saying there's shows out there that haven't played it. I'm just saying I haven't heard anybody talk about this band and I, except for Danko, and I can't believe it because this should be on everybody's list for top album of the year. So much so... I have yet another announcement to make that this is another perfect album for 2015. Who would have thought that we would have two? So, I, once again, spoiler for the end of the year, 
we might have a tie for album of the year. I don't know if we're ever going to have a tiebreaker, but stay tuned. But you must right now go pick up this band called the Night Flight Orchestra. Yes, and uh, you know, uh, Danko aside, I'm taking credit for this one here. I've already mentioned that you know I'm not a big fan of soil work, not even probably not even close. And this kind of strikes me. Uh, there's some European thing that I that I love about this is that. You hear these rumors about, you know, like ghosts per se, and it's like these guys that are in death metal bands and then they have to get this other thing out that's that's inside of them that must escape, basically. And then you get this amazing new band out of it. And this is exactly what Night Flight Orchestra is. The Night Flight Orchestra is a complete throwback, and this is probably going to be hard to believe, but according to what Bjorn said, zero tongue-in-cheek intention here. Now, you may not get that listening to this record, and I'm sure it can be enjoyed both ways. But supposedly they are dead serious here. The point is to recapture the feeling, performances, and even like production style of 70s AOR and even like early 80s hard rock AOR. Uh, every This is kind of a schizo record too. I mean, there is definitely a little bit of a consistent style. However... You listen to different songs on here, and you can go, oh, that sounds like this band, or that sounds like that band. Like, there's a song on here that I'm going to play for you. It's my favorite song on the record so far. And, uh, you know, I could tell you what I think this song sounds like, but I'll I'll save it for afterwards, because I've been building this one up way too much, but I don't feel like I'm going to disappoint you here, and these guys should not disappoint you in the least. So here it is, the Night Flight Orchestra closing off the show in amazing fashion. This is Living for the Nighttime.
say i told you so that was the night flight orchestra with living for the nighttime i wondered if you came up with your own that sounds like this during that song the best example i can use for what i feel like that song sounds like it sounds like separate ways by journey meets running with the night by lionel richie sung by donnie van zandt of 38 special i mean what an amazing array of styles there and you know, new retro. I don't know what you call that, but yeah, that came out this year. I can't believe it, but you're going to have to pick up this record and, and, and top to bottom it yourself. Night Flight Orchestra, Skyline Whispers, Run Don't Walk. I mean, there's songs on this album that sound like vintage Elton John, like Captain Fantastic type stuff, all the way down to, you know, your Thin Lizzies and your Kisses. If you're a fan of that stuff you you're gonna be rabid for this album and yeah that's all i can really say what else can you say about something like that enjoy it the, for you old rock guys you have your new favorite band and you're welcome all right let's end the show here uh maybe even on the next episode i'll try to have even more new music if i can get 10 records by then if not we'll just see what happens but there's definitely another new music show brewing I've uh, been enjoying getting all these new records and staying current, as current as I can. And there's just great stuff out there. I think this episode proves that, you know. And I hate to brag, but hey, man, it's not me. It's it's the artists that make this music, and they should be heard. And you should support them. Go buy it on Amazon or iTunes, or like I said, even better, do it at the table if it's possible. All right. Until then, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show tonight. Please go to cnjradio.com. You'll have links to the Facebook, the Twitter, all that good stuff. Check out Chris's movie reviews for Last Theater on the left. A lot of great movie reviews up there. He's also taking the time to really make the site look great. So I'll personally thank Chris here on, on the show here. Great job, my friend. Hope you're having fun out there. Uh, an, an apology and a thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Beard. Yes. Yes, I fucked up. So three episodes ago, when I did the new music episode, I said we world premiering the outro by Pete and the guys from Space Beard of the WKRP outro theme, and I played the wrong freaking version. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I played a not yet final mix that he had sent me as a preview, and 
Yeah, I wasn't supposed to play that. And, uh, you know, it was it was great, but this is the real final mix. So an apology and an extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Beard for doing this in the studio. And it's it's amazing. <laughs> I am I am honored and flabbergasted that you would even consider doing this and also in turn letting me play it here as the official outro for every episode of Rock Strikes 10. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more info and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. See all you friends on the next episode. Until then, have fun. Take it away, guys. <laughs>